with the Covenant Portfolio, and today I have with me Guilherme Martins, co-founder of Artica, a company that was focused on creative computing and robotics, and um, directed at improving teaching and learning strategies for children and adults. Thank you for joining us today, Guilherme. Hi, thank you, and it's a pleasure to be here. Yes, thank you. It's a pleasure for us as well. Uh, so before we talk about Artica, uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself first? Okay, so um, my name is Lier Martins. Um, I'm a designer. Uh, I have a background in arts and design. And uh, since my uh, early days, I has been uh, very fascinated by tech and electronics and programming. So um, I started uh, self-taught. Uh, learning how to program, learning basics of electronics, and then starting to play with motors and then my little yeah. robots. And, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, and in 2010, we, we, I co-founded Artica with my business partner, Andre Almeida. And uh, during the 10 years, it was a very big uh, adventure. And um, yeah, probably we will discuss uh, more in depth about this journey. Yeah, about the company, yeah, of course, yeah. No, uh, I, I mean, it must have been a challenge, I guess. Uh, we talked about it, like more or less the path that uh, Artica held in Portugal, but yes. it must have been a challenge, of course, for us, uh, for you to, I mean, to, to hold the company in that tech industry in Portugal. Uh, do you want to tell me what is the ad tech scene like in Portugal? Or what was your experience, you know? Yes, so uh, the ad tech scene in Portugal is, is very, um, how do I say, very developed. Uh, in uh, almost every school has um, have a, a programming uh, discipline. Um, yeah. uh, even in the public school, which is great. And there are some initiatives uh, by uh, uh, teachers that, um, that are taking uh, this initiative of bringing programming and tech skills to young uh, public. Um, they are uh, um, uh, develop developing this initiative and um, making it even greater. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I remember when I was uh, in middle school, the first interactive boards were being uh, introduced to us. The teachers yes. didn't know how to, how to work with them, but it was, it was just so cool to be able to like, just, just, it was just like a completely different approach to, you know, to the old chalk and board boards, I guess. Um, yeah, I still remember those boards. It was just so such an exciting day. The, the first time we got to, you know, learn about it. Was this a thing from the future, you know? <laughs> I still remember that. Yeah. And I'm I think feeling... it's great that, you know, even the public schools in Portugal, which is, I, I guess, you know, most schools in Portugal are public schools, um, to be, you know, trying to improve all the time and trying to engage with these new technologies. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And uh, I'm feeling very old because I didn't get these uh, interactive boards when I was <laughs> in school. 
<laughs> but, uh, but yes, that's true. And um, and the fact that uh, at least in my in my uh, area where we uh, brought these uh, robotics workshops to the schools, um, we, we kind of um, bridge uh, the gap because uh, young kids and even uh, teenagers of the secondary, they see technology and robotics and uh, programming uh, games, like something very distance, distant. Yeah. And uh, so we, we kind of uh, bridge this gap and bring technology closer to the, to the students, which, which was great. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, the first time we talked, we mentioned this as well, like it's, uh, robotics still feels like robotics still feels like something coming from the future to us, you know, for people who don't understand how it works in the, for people who don't have access to it as easily as, you know, I don't know, for people who don't have like yeah. easy access to it, you know, yeah, so people, I mean, I guess students and uh, kids, even, even if it's from primary school, even if it's from uh, high school, uh, to be able to see these things for the first time, it's just, it's great. <laughs> and to yeah, be able to learn cool. from it, it's, you know, even better. Uh, so still about Portugal a little bit. Do you think that, you know, Portugal could be considered or Portugal could become a hub for edtech in the future? Well, like in the I close totally, future? Yes, I totally believe so. And uh, um, Portuguese uh, schools and even students, the there is uh, these competitions uh, uh, of robotics uh, yeah. for like uh, uh, soccer with robots. And um, there is the other, I don't know the name. It's kind of a, a robot. It's um, a firefighter robot competition, right? Really? So, oh yes, and, and it's a worldwide uh, competition. And the Portuguese, yeah. the Portuguese students are on the top of this competition. Yeah, yeah. No Portugal. <laughs> yes, and uh, so I totally we we have everything we need to to be uh, yeah. to be ahead of the of the game. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I was asking more because you don't really hear about it that much. I mean, sometimes things show up on TV and stuff, and you can be you know updated, but you usually I mean don't hear about support that is being that's like support for uh, edtech companies for edtech startups in portugal i don't really know how that works i know that there's like some hubs in uh, different other countries and other parts of the world where these types of projects are incentivized you know not only by the um, i mean the the people who are going to benefit from it like in this case the schools not only like the schools incentivizing these kind of projects but before that uh, reaches the school, like the governments and uh, just, uh, the, the countries itself and like institutions will be, you know, incentivizing these, these companies, investing in these companies and, you know, trying to be, bring forward new projects and new technologies. So that was more in the sense that I was, you know, I don't really know in Portugal, uh, yeah, totally. how does that work? Well, we could uh, have more uh, support from the government. That, that is one, one point. Um, yeah. on, on the other hand, um, for a startup company to, to enter the market, it's not easy. And uh, I talk from experience. So we, we try to, to get investment and VCs and all of that. And um, well, of course, it was um, a bit of our um, 
how do you say, um, lack of experience in, in yeah. this sort of uh, business. But, um, well, there is a lot of competition and uh, it's a tough game to, 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 yeah. to, enter, to enter this market, yes. Yeah, no, I, I, I can guess, yeah. Um, so now moving on to Artica. We're all curious about Artica. Uh, what can you tell us about this journey you've been on and uh, in what ways would you say that the practical application of technology helped the learning processes, helped you, you know, help children, I guess? Yes, so, um, so I, uh, as I said before, I started the company with a friend, Andre Almeida, and uh, we are kind of the opposite. I'm this artist and designer fascinated by tech, and Andre is the software developer and engineer fascinated by arts. And so yeah. we, we merged our skills together and um, uh, we wanted to, to, to see how our skills uh, could could um, how could we do the things we love and still can pay our bills and build a business? <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, we we started doing these interactive installations because we we really like the way all the human computer interaction uh, topic. Uh, it's something that we we are constantly talking about uh, new ways to engage with the with the persons, uh, new ways to in to interact. And so um, all our projects were related to this somehow. And uh, then we have this passion to, to bring our knowledge to students, to young people, to young public. And um, uh, before Artica, I was playing with these robots and I started to uh, educate or lecture workshops uh, for... Um, uh, creative robotics and then with Arctic and with the help of, of uh, Andre um, we we managed to to build this uh, small robotics platform called the uh, Ferrusco very typical Portuguese <laughs> name and yeah. uh, our Ferrusco uh, was like this little robot platform with two wheels a sensor distance sensor <clears throat> and an Arduino microcontroller and it was able to, to walk around the room, avoiding obstacles, uh, detecting collisions and so on. And so we, we managed to build this um, kit that students could assemble and learn by themselves. And we also um, gave these workshops all around the country. Um, and this was like uh, the first, I would say, five years of uh, Artica's existence. Um, yeah. And then, um, well, we, we have at the same time other projects like these custom made projects for, um, for customers, for the exhibitions, museums, for the advertising events. And we have to decide. So we move to, to this kind of education uh, program or we stick to the interactive stuff because we need to focus. We can do everything at once and so we decided to no let's go for the custom made work it, it was our decision and um so the the last five years were were totally dedicated to to this um to this business to to develop custom made projects and every project was unique 
<clears throat> every project was a, a challenge from the moment that we start to, um, to budget and to research how we are going to develop the project. And just to be very short on this, our projects were related to uh, VR, AR, um, interaction with cameras, with sensors, with physical computing. We've made um, interactive light installations, interactive screens, interactive uh, holographic illusions. So we've made uh, a lot of different um, uh, uh, projects. Yeah, sounds exciting. And it sounds exciting, especially because uh, you and your partner could yourselves, you know, learn from it. Being, you oh, know, yeah. every project being a different type of thing, you know, sounds very exciting. Yeah, but uh, let, me what... tell you, let me just tell you that it wasn't just both of us. So we have a team um, of uh, 10 persons and then eight persons. Okay, so yeah, yeah. We gathered. Yeah, we talked of, about it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Of uh, very talented engineers, uh, designers, and artists. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sounds very exciting. Um, so, what would you say were some of the favorite projects you worked on in Arctica? Um, Do you have one favorite? Yes, kind of. I think. Um, well, uh, I have two. <laughs> okay, so. Uh, <laughs> One of them was um, an artistic uh, installation that we've made for a, a light festival in Sintra called Aura. And so uh, this Aura festival is a festival dedicated to light exploration in the streets of Sintra. And so mm -hmm. we, we, we talked about this a lot, a lot of brainstorming and um, we came to a concept to have uh, an installation of, I don't know if it was uh, 100 meters or 150 meters on a, on a venue. And it was a, a laser beam, a big laser beam, a huge laser beam that was projected on a mirror and it was reflected back all over um, this uh, walking venue. Okay. Yeah. And, um, and so for the laser to be seen, we need some sort of fog but we didn't use fog. We used these water sprinklers like you have. Oh, in, nice. Okay. And so the laser was seen in these water particles and it was massive, it was huge. And then um, we also have a, a sound installation in, in, the, in the site. And uh, this was very, very um, powerful for the team yeah. and for the, for the public. Yeah. Yeah, I can and, imagine. Yeah, and um, I think my other, the project that most uh, have most impact on myself and even on, on the company and on the team was in uh, 2019, the brain uh, exhibition, uh, Brain Wider Than the Sky in the Fundação Gulbenkian. Yeah. And um, so we've made uh, 13 interactive installations most of them uh, tablet-based, touch, touch screen-based, like mm -hmm. uh, small games, uh, cognitive games, uh, perception games, because the subject was the brain and how the brain function. So we've made all these uh, uh, games that are known in the neuroscience uh, field. And uh, this mm -hmm. was curated by a, a neuroscientist, uh, Rui Oliveira. And then we've made a huge interactive sculpture 
of a neuron and it was like 17 meters of sculpture and it was made in uh, fiberglass inside of the fiberglass we have these um optics fiber how do you call light optic fiber or light yeah. fiber optics and yeah, something so, like that. <laughs> all the sculpture was um illuminated on the inside and it was mm -hmm. interactive so it was something like the functioning of a neuron and uh we have the 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 first section of the neuron is called the dendrit or i don't know if the name in English. Then I don't know how to say it in English yeah, either. So <laughs> these little branches and these little yeah. branches are stimulated by a neighborhood, by a neuron neighbor, neighborhood. And so these branches will, um, will uh, uh, put energy on uh, a core, the neuron core. And this neuron core will start uh, to be energized. And when it's full, it will channel the energy to it's not energy, it's a spike, okay? But yeah. it, will, uh, it will send a spike to the next neurons, okay? So this huge uh, sculpture, a kind of um, simplified uh, functioning of this neuron, and it was massive, it was huge. Yeah, I mean, we all watched the videos. It looked amazing, it looked yeah. awesome. So, I mean, if anyone watching this wants to, you know, check out the videos, I know you have a YouTube channel and I know, you know, on the Artica website, you can check everything out, like all projects and this amazing projects that you worked on. Yeah. Yeah, true. Um, yeah, it's, it looked amazing, really. So, <laughs> good job. Um, so, I mean, we discussed this the first time we talked and uh, I, I really do admire Artica, the, the fact that, you're, we're always looking for something to teach, you know, instead of something to sell, like any other, any other company, uh, but mainly focusing on, on teaching and passing knowledge. Uh, so I'm, I'm curious, like, how did you first look at technology and particularly robotics as uh, something that could be used in uh, classrooms and it help, help people learn? Um, so if I understood, how was the class uh, done? Was that the question? No, how, how did you look at technology as a way to, you know, help people learn, help? How did you first figure out, how did you first think, you know, oh, we can, you know, we can help kids with this. We can, we can help them learn. Yes, so, um, well, uh, uh, I don't know if this is a kind of a, the reason, but, I was self-taught and I learned so many things uh, on my own and later with the help of uh, my friends, engineers. Um, and uh, it took me like two years to start programming and I started programming uh, websites, interactive websites. And it was so difficult for me to understand what is a, a program language, what is a variable, what is a a function and what are attributes or parameters or and it was so hard and uh, until I finally understood how it works and how I could use it uh, for my own uh, purpose and um, I think because it was so difficult for me I, I am able to explain things like a young kid can understand and um, and this was a very uh, big advantage for us. Um, and um, 
the other way, and at least the way we approach uh, our our classes, was like first there were always more than one uh, teacher, more than one uh, um, yeah teacher, and uh, it was very common that on a class there is a, a group of students that is more ahead and another group of students that are having more difficult understanding. <clears throat> so one teacher uh, is with the students that are more ahead and the other teacher is with the students that are more... Um, uh, on, yeah. So no one, behind, but... Yeah, no one is more, left yeah. behind. No one is left behind. That, wa that was yeah. our first principle. And then the other is because we are two persons, I explain my way and my friend Andre, for instance, explained his way. So I could explain better for uh, some uh, student and Andre could explain better for another student. So there was always these two points of view of the same subject. And uh, this was a very great experience. And, um, and then uh, it's learned by doing so instead of uh, explaining every topic and uh, all the theory parts. So we give this, okay guys, today we are going to talk about this and uh, you can do this this way, but the best way to understand this is hands-on. So let's yeah. uh, connect uh, the sensor and see the values that the sensor gave us. Let's use a, um, a button to switch on an LED and uh, so it's everything was hands-on and they were as they were trying they were learning and they were having fun and uh, the having fun part is the more important because um, exactly. we are having fun we are learning we are understanding we are talking about oh I ha i'm having this um, difficult or i don't understand how is this why is this happening and um in the end of the day, it was all about having fun, you know, and yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I guess, you know, when you're having fun and you're not thinking about, oh my gosh, I have to learn this, uh, you're more open to it and it's just easier for, you know, knowledge to permeate, I guess. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yes. it does. It does make sense. Yeah. So what would be your advice? would you say, for people who would like to pursue these same goals uh, with technology and education and people who would want to get into EdTech uh, right now in Portugal? Well, uh, well, my advice is uh, go for it, you know. Um, put your, uh, how do you say in English? Uh, put your feet wet or <laughs> uh, go for yeah, it. Yeah, put your feet in the water, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, go for it. Uh, follow. Well, at least for us, it was a passion. And if you have this passion, uh, follow your passion and uh, it will be rewarding. That's for sure. Yeah. Okay. And um, there are so many schools willing to have these initiatives. And um, it's not a shame to do something for free to, to try out. And if you prove your, to yourself and to the community that you are bringing value, um, it's easier to, to start to, to get paid. So um, there is no shame to start doing things for free 
willing to be paid for something that you bring a lot of value and um, yeah, things happen naturally. So I think that is my advice. Yeah. Following up with uh, what, what you're saying right now, uh, mm -hmm. in your opinion, and we mentioned this before, uh, what kind of steps and what kind of, what could do, like governments and private companies do to make technology and especially ad tech more accessible, would you feel like? Um, like, um, like, uh, let me see if I understood. Um, to make it, like for example, we talked about the fact that it's, it's, you know, it's not easy in Portugal to get into this, uh, not get into the industry, but you know, do a startup, you know, create yes. a startup. And, um, what would you say, you know, what kind of, yes, what kind so of steps? There are lots of initiatives like uh, European uh, funds that uh, that startups can uh, can apply, and I would say to to research that because there are uh, many initiatives that startups can uh, 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 pursue, it. and um, it's a big help for uh, a company that is starting. Um, it's a bit a big help to to do their research and um, put themselves on, on the market. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Sounds yeah. good. Um, is there anything else you'd like to talk about today, about Artica, about EdTech, about your personal experiences? What, what do you want to get off your chest? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I think well, we, we managed to... to to, to talk about uh, so many topics. Um, yeah. I don't know. Is anything that you would like to? Uh, I, will, I would like to thank you so much for, you know, talking to us, for the opportunity to learn more about your experiences, just, you know, your experience and knowledge about the industry, not only from Artica, but, you know, about all the projects you worked on. Uh, and, you know, thank you for giving us this opportunity to get to know you and to get to know Artica. Thank you. Um, pleasure. I wish you all the success, you know, all the luck. Just, you know, have fun with it. I know that, you know, it does really feel like, you know, from, from how I've been talking about it, that Arctic was always a company moved by passion, you know? Yes. You know, even, you know, from you, from your partner and from all the people you had working with you. Uh, it just sounded like not only, you know, were you bringing knowledge to other people, but you yourselves were learning from it and you took a lot out of it. And that sounds yeah. awesome. That sounds like the primary goal <laughs> of getting into this kind of industry. So again, thank you so much for talking to us today. Thank you so much for your time and just, you know, all the success and luck to you in your next projects and all, all, all good for you. <laughs> Thank you so much, Lucia. I wish you all the best.